Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. This is Matt Harrison coming to you live from a parking lot in Albertville, Minnesota. Right outside the STMA Arena. Hey, you could Google it on the Google Maps. I'm in the first parking stall. Um, as, as you pull in the little turnaround there to drop kids off, it's fantastic. My kid is at hockey practice. You know what it's time for? It's time for a freaking podcast. It's time for a podcast about the Thursday night football matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. What an exciting matchup, by the way. Well, it is a little bit for fantasy purposes. It should be a fun game. A little bit of a shootout potential here as, uh, the over-under in this one is 51. Anytime you get to the 50s, that's pretty good. Uh, the implied total for uh, the Panthers is 26.8, and the implied total for the Falcons is uh, 24.3. So we're looking at about 27-24 for an outcome in this game, according to the Vegas odds makers. And, you know, anything above that? And I, I think that we have a really fine game that we can uh, – we can build some lineups off of. I know I've already got a couple of lineups filled out uh, on DK for, you know, what do you call it, the uh, the showdown games. Yeah, captain mode. I'll reveal who my secret captain is later in this uh, matchup. But uh, let's start on the Atlanta side. And Todd Gurley, despite what you might think are low yardage totals, Todd Gurley currently ranks 10th in the league with 69 nice way nice 69.3 rushing yards per game plus he's adding a touchdown per game as well on the ground and this week he gets Carolina who's nearly the worst run defense in the league allowing 4.9 yards per carry 107 rushing yards per game and just over a rushing touchdown per contest unless his knee explodes he's going to get you a touchdown in this one i've got an a grade on Todd Gurley and really, a desperation D-plus for Brian Hill because he may get enough touches in this game. Atlanta's probably going to try to stay run heavy. 
because Carolina's so bad against the run, and they're actually pretty decent against the pass. And let's talk about the pass. That's Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I'm giving him a B-plus still. He's second in the league in passing attempts and passing yards, and the Falcons are a team that you know, either gets up early and loses a lead or is playing from behind a lot. So uh, that's why Matt Ryan's such a, you know, enigmatic fantasy player this year. The matchup really favors the run, as I was saying. Carolina is only allowing 233 passing yards and just over a passing score so far this year. So that's why he's just a B plus. But his main targets, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, I'm giving them both A minuses. For the first time in forever, for the first, oh, sorry, uh, neither of them are on the injury report. The Panthers have been very good against wide receivers, though, this season, only allowing a total of 139 yards per game to the position. I don't expect both of them to return A-grade numbers here, but one will for sure. And if you have both of them on your roster, there's no reason you shouldn't start them against Carolina because one of them probably will go off and have a game similar to how you know DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett work in tandem sometimes. Usually both of them don't go off, but one of them is bound to in any given game. Uh, lastly, on the Falcon side, I will mention Hayden Hurst. I'm giving him a C grade. He's the most ho-hum Hayden Hurst I've ever seen in my life. It's neither a good nor a bad tight end matchup right here. Hurst is neither a good nor a bad tight end. There's a lot of tight ends that, or, sorry, I should say, there's not a lot of tight ends at this point in the season that are getting much higher than a C grade. And if he's your tight end, he's probably startable. He's not something somebody I'd pivot to in DFS at all. Um, I'd expect something in the neighborhood of four catches, 45 yards, and maybe slightly less than half of a shot at a touchdown in this one. So Hayden Hurst, just a C grade in this one. Let's flip on over to the Panthers side where Mike Davis – I'm giving him a solid B in this one. Uh, Atlanta has actually been pretty good against the run, but not particularly good against pass-catching runners, and that's where Davis excels. He's averaging five catches per game, which is second in the league amongst running backs. That's pretty good. The Falcons are among the worst at stopping backs through the air. They're allowing seven catches, 50 yards, and over half a touchdown, 0.6 touchdowns per game, through the air to running backs. So he's got a better than a coin flips chance at a receiving touchdown, Mike Davis does. I think seven catches is very easy for him to attain in this game. And if you're in a PPR league, seven catches is it's more than a touchdown here. It, he's, an, he's an easy no-brainer play here in a solid B grade. Ted Theodore Bridgewater. I'm giving him an A- minus in this game. It's less about Bridgewater's skill, which has actually been surprisingly good, although not particularly great this year, uh, to that fact. He's never topped two touchdown passes in a game so much. So it's more about the Falcons' lack of skill. They're allowing 344 yards and 2.7 touchdown passes on average per game. The Falcons really like to watch things fly, especially brown footballs thrown by the opposing quarterbacks, and they're flying over their head. Too bad these Falcons don't have wings to catch up 
to the balls being tossed all over them this year. And really, that's why Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they're easy A grades in this. It was great to see DJ Moore have the big breakout game. Uh, He's back. He's back again. And Robbie Anderson's still there and one of the best wide receiver surprises in the league this year. So I think they're both A's. And finally, my super special captain on the DK lineup I built so far for the Thursday night showdown mode, it's Curtis Samuel. He's in play. He's a C-plus grade in this game. I mentioned this on the waiver wire pod, uh, which I recorded yesterday on the Shock Fantasy podcast. Curtis Samuel has 16 touches in his last two weeks, and he's averaging exactly eight touches per game on the season. And that's catches plus carries. That's touches. I mention that because he's 22nd amongst wide receivers in the league in touches this season when you add in his almost three rushing attempts per game. By the way, he scored on a run last week. The Falcons, not particularly great against pass-catching running backs, and Curtis Samuel's almost playing like a little bit of a hybrid role and kind of a pass-catching running back in a lot of situations. So I like Curtis Samuel a lot here. The Falcons have allowed 223 yards per game to the wide receiver position. That's a lot. There's enough for all three of these guys to eat. Plus Samuel is the bare minimum price on the Thursday through Monday slate at DraftKings, only 4000 So I think I'm going to build a few lineups with him and a whole bunch of Sunday-Monday guys after that, along with using him in the captain spot in a couple of the lineups that I'm going to build in showdown mode on DraftKings this weekend. I, I think he's kind of a no-brainer here. I think he's going to get, if he gets eight touches, which I think he will, that's a pretty good chance at a touchdown and some decent yardage against a stupid bad Falcon secondary. That's it. We finished it. I've locked it up. I've locked it down. It's almost 9 o'clock. We've got to go to work. I am the smartest man alive! I thank you all for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Please follow us at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. I'm at Explosive Output as well. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on in Shock Fantasy. Uh, in the shop right now, we got the Squall and the Thunder Snow hats. If you're uh, ready to purchase a lid, uh, go ahead and do that. And, of course, uh, the Shock Fantasy membership where we're putting out the Super Dash later this evening. It's Wednesday evening. Uh, it'll be ready for all of your games, uh, starting with the Thursday Nighter that we just previewed here. Uh a lot of info, and I'm adding a couple of columns this week, and I'm dabbling in something a little bit new that I'm going to test with a few of our Shock Fantasy members this week to see how they like it. If it works really well, I'm going to roll it out to the masses in Week 9. I'm really excited about it. Uh, something really cool, the Shock Fantasy Super Dash for Week 8. Uh, again, that will be out later this evening, probably up by the time you hear this wonderful podcast. All right. I thank you guys all for listening. Again, this is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Shock Fantasy Podcast.